Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mr. Dudley seemed a little cross, and they went into this room together. I went in the meantime to fetch some letters which had been brought while they were out. When I came back, I saw Lord Hadley coming out of the library, seemingly in a great passion. He shook his fist at Mr. Dudley, and seemed to be using very hard words, which I did not hear. Mr. Dudley was then a step or two behind him, but he seemed very angry too, though not so angry as his lordship, and I could hear every word he said, though perhaps I cannot recollect them exactly now but I know that they were something like, You had better take care what you say of me, my lord, for if you treat me disrespectfully, I will punish you, depend upon it. The coroner looked towards Mr. Dudley, who observed in a quiet tone, The words were not exactly those, but the meaning is given with sufficient accuracy. Go on, said the coroner. Did you observe anything of a similar nature during the rest of the day? After about an hour, continued the butler, Lord Hadley went out again. Mr. Dudley followed him, and I heard the gamekeeper say, We must have nothing upon hearsay, explained the coroner. The gamekeeper, I dare say, can answer for himself. Speak to what is within your own knowledge. When Mr. Dudley came back, I was in the hall. The porter let him in, but we both remarked that he looked a deal ruffled. At dinner, he and Lord Hadley seemed very cool and snappish to each other and immediately after dinner Mr. Dudley went out, and Lord Hadley went after him, asking Brown, the head footman, which way the other gentleman had gone. I heard him myself, so that I can speak to. And that is the last I saw or heard of either of them, till his lordship's body was brought in last night, and Mr. Dudley came here this morning. "'John Brown,' said the coroner, and the head footman stood forward. He corroborated the greater part of the butler's testimony, and added but little else, except an expression of his own opinion, that the young lord and Mr. Dudley had been out of sorts with each other, as he termed it, all the preceding day. The gamekeeper was then brought forward, and stated that he was just walking away from the house, after having been out with Mr. Dudley and Mr. Adelon during the whole morning, when the former came up to him with a quick step, asked which way the young nobleman had taken, and followed him as fast as he could go. The man and woman at the lodge were then called, and proved that, a little before eight on the preceding night, they were standing together at the door of their cottage, when the young peer and Mr. Dudley passed out of the park. The man said that they were talking very angrily, and the woman that they were speaking very quick, but she remembered hearing Mr. Dudley say, 
such conduct is most reprehensible my lord and will receive chastisement sooner or later both she and her husband deposed that the young peer and mr dudley took their way towards the downs and a labourer stated that he had seen two gentlemen going in the same direction one of whom was tall like the prisoner and the other somewhat shorter they were then speaking quick and sharp he said and one of them was tossing his arms about a good deal a pause for a moment or two succeeded and then the coroner raised his voice saying is there any one else who can give evidence in this case let it be recollected that it is the bounden duty of all men when a crime has been committed to assist in bringing the criminal to justice please your worship said a tall raw-boned man coming forward towards the table i think i can say a word or two if you would be kind enough to hear me we are here to listen to every one who can speak to any facts connected with the death of the unfortunate young nobleman whose body has been lately viewed by the jury was the coroner's reply speak to facts without entering into hearsay my good man and in the first place tell us what is your name and occupation i am a labourer by trade and my name is daniel connor answered the witness as to facts it's just them i've got to speak about for i suppose i am the only man except the boatman who saw the thing done i was just taking a walk quietly upon the downs above st martin's when i saw the young lord i've seen him many a time before down at mr clive's farm come walking along very dully like i saw him quite well though he didn't see me for he was walking along the road in the little dell and i was sitting down above why i thought you said you were walking said the coroner to be sure i was answered daniel connor sorrow a thing else i was taking a walk and sitting down your worship as many a man does i believe was there any one else with lord hadley asked the coroner that i can't just say answered connor there was nobody close to him or i should have seen them both at once and there might be somebody not far off as indeed there was but you see your worship i leaned back upon the turf for i didn't want to be disturbed in my meditations ah said the coroner go on my man well a minute after it might be two minutes perhaps for i won't be particular as to that i heard two men quarrelling and looking up to the sky i saw them clear enough what in the sky said the coroner no again it replied the witness for both their feet were upon the ground at that time but just at the edge of the cliff where there's a bit of a rail they were hitting each other about and being a peaceable man anyhow having had enough of rows in my own country that's ireland your worship i sat quite still and then one gave the other a great knock and away he went backing over the rail and so i walked quietly home and saw no one be so good as to describe the man who struck the other and knocked him over the cliff said the coroner why that's mighty difficult to do answered daniel connor seeing that they were fifty yards off and more and looked just like two black shadows on the wall did you ever see him before demanded the crown officer somewhat impatiently maybe i have answered the witness but i should not just like to say for certain but you had no doubt in the case of lord hadley rejoined the coroner that was natural like answered daniel connor for he came within ten yards of me and t'other was a good bit farther off when i saw him let me try mr coroner said the foreman of the jury was he a tall man or a short man witness oh it was a tall man he was replied coroner i dare say an inch taller than i am and i'm no bantam 
"'Did you ever see that gentleman before?' continued the foreman, pointing out Dudley. "'I think I have, Your Honour,' answered the witness. "'Was he the man you saw strike Lord Hadley on the cliff?' demanded the coroner in a stern tone. "'I shouldn't just like to swear,' answered Daniel Connor. "'But he's not unlike him, anyhow.' For the first time a sense of danger reached Dudley's bosom and stepping forward at once he placed himself directly before the witness and gazed sternly in his face an impression a feeling without any apparent cause and which he could not account for himself took possession of him that the man was wilfully giving untrue evidence but his severe searching look had no effect upon the mind of daniel connor it was under a more powerful influence and though in reality by no means a bad or malicious man yet relying upon the assurances of the priest he looked upon the matter between dudley and himself rather as a game that they were playing than anything else and the same shrewd momentary smile passed over his countenance which had once crossed it while conversing with the priest during the preceding night he gave a glance at the prisoner's face and in answer as it seemed to his gaze he said ay yes sir you are mighty like him anyhow but i should not just like to swear will you allow me sir to ask this man some questions asked dudley addressing the coroner undoubtedly replied that officer and the jury will be very happy to hear any explanation you may have to give regarding this affair now answer me truly said dudley what were you doing upon the downs at that hour of the night just taking a walk your honour replied the man and what had you been engaged in all day demanded dudley "'I have been ploughing all the morning from daylight till dinner-time,' answered Connor, "'and after that I have been doing a many little jobs about the farm.' "'And yet after that you went to take a long walk over the downs,' said Dudley. "'Now will you swear that Lord Hadley did not come up the road you mention alone?' "'No, I won't swear that,' replied Connor, "'for I did not see. "'He was alone, sure enough, when I first set eyes upon him. "'But you see, Your Honour, someone must have been very near him for a minute or two after.' "'Someone pitched him over the cliff.' "'Was he walking fast or slow?' asked 